So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. She's on the phone. My next, I'm going to call her my dear friend because I've known her so many years, but she never met me. My next guest is a movie legend and blazed a trail for all actresses. She showed Hollywood that women could open and carry movies as the lead characters. She starred in such movies as Brown Sugar, yeah, Foxy Brown, yeah, Coffee, Sheba Baby, and Friday Foster, to name a few. She also starred in Jackie Brown, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, and received a Golden Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress. I, Rashawn McDonald, first met her when she's being honored and Nabal, that's when I really, really met her, you know. Like I said, she, she, but still, I was just unknown with Sean McDonald. I didn't have my show now. And now we're moving big now. Stands for National Association of Black Broadcasters in Washington, D.C. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Pam Greer. Oh, what an introduction. <laughs> hey, extraordinary. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm so glad you finally got it. Well, you know, first of all, I'm happy to be, uh, you know, first of all, let me just talk about it. I, I, I got to get this first part of our relationship okay, out. Get it out. I've been, get it uh, out. And, 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 uh, and on the Jamie Foxx show, a young man came into my life. I was co-executive producer of the Jamie Foxx show, and he was the executive producer of the Jamie Foxx show at the time. His name was Benny Richburg. And he oh. really, he changed my life as a writer. And uh, and he's always said, because, you know, uh, you know, Pam Greer, that's my good best friend. I go, Pam Greer, your friend, Benny. Because Benny's short. He's short. You know, he ain't the sexiest looking dude in the world. <laughs> I said, Benny, Benny, you know Pam Grit. Yeah, Ben Pam Grit's my good friend. Uh, he always would tell me that. And then I'm then, you know, and I believed him after a while. Then I'm looking at her on um on the Wendy Williams show. And she brings up Benny Richburg name on Benny on because they are good friends. And so so tell me, how did you and Benny Richburg, this this incredible sitcom writer, incredible man, become friends? <laughs> Well, Benny Richford saw my autobiography had just yes, been did. published by Grand Central mm-hmm. Publishing, and it was in uh, a storefront of a, uh, the industry bookstore called Samuel French. He saw my book. It was number 20 on the New York Times bestseller list, and he lost his mind, jumped out the car, ran into the store, bought the book, read it, and optioned it that night. And I said, do you know you'll be writing like Quentin did from the female side of your brain? He said, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and Benny, it took him two years, but he jumped in the car with his with his favorite dog, drove out to California <laughs> in a blizzard, from California to Colorado, saw a mountain lion run across the road and said, no, she don't live out here. And he, and he found out, yes, she do. And he, lo and behold, camped down 
and went through the entire history of my family, the Black West, the Underground Railroad, writing the, my autobiography, you know, adapting it to a screenplay, and did the most brilliant job. Took him two years. Mm -hmm. Talk about a, a professor, a teacher. Yes. Yes, I yes. call him Lord of the Pen. Mm -hmm. He's really he is so good at what he did, and he was so committed and came out with one of the best screenplays. And we not only have we become friends, I have watched him and heard about your legacy, his legacy, Will Smith's legacy, mm -hmm. uh, Jazzy Jeff, everybody who, mm -hmm. um, you know, they kind of uh, grew up together, yes, were around. Mm -hmm. And so when he brought up um, the, the book uh, with Jazzy, and Idris Alba was around him, heard he said, Idris said, I have to be in a Pam Grew movie. Mm -hmm. I want Idris to play my grandfather, Daddy Ray, who was the first feminist in my life who taught all of us girls how to hunt and fish and shoot and drive and be self-sufficient. He said, if you, a woman knows how to do something, a man will respect you. And that has been my mantra, motto, uh, my thread of since then. And I want to tell you, it was, it has been such a great partnership because he taught me a lot. Yes, yes, yes. As you know, because I had uh, won some screenwriting scholarships because I wanted to enhance my career not only as an actor but a writer and a director, and I won a couple of, of grants and scholarships, and uh, he just made me a better writer. And I hope uh, you got to meet him. You got to meet him. You already know him. You got to talk to him and find out what he's been doing because let me tell you, he is just a wealth of knowledge and will really assist people in writing not only for. Uh, blogs or uh, uh, newspapers, magazines, screenplays, novels. He went through a great process, and I learned, and I want to tell you, there's nothing better than finding someone who is generous and sharing their gifts. This is Benny Richburg. She's, she's talking about mm -hmm. Benny Richburg. And Benny Richburg, uh, just to back up the story, just in case people just came online, um, talented sitcom writer. Uh, I met him on the Jamie Foxx show. Didn't even know him. I walked in the writer's room, and he welcomed me with open arms, and he taught me. Because I was just one of them confident guys. And like, like Ms. Greer is saying, is that you think you know until you work with an expert or somebody who understands the levels. Uh, Myra Brock Akil was on that. Yeah, that, Myra. That right. And, yeah. and you she know, knows. he started out with Fresh Prince for five years, mm -hmm. the Martin Show for five years, mm -hmm. and the Jamie Foxx Show for five years. So mm -hmm. I just said, well, I, I know you were considering some other writers, but Benny, I think you can do it. And yep. when you talk to him, he will have you hollering because he says, I can't let Pam go down. I have to say I know, yes. I, I said, Benny, I, I know you can do it. I've watched you write the show for many characters. And, and out of, of um, some drama is humor. And so you, there's a lot of satire. There's a lot of humor in, in, in my life story. There's a lot of tragedy. But you, you, will, you will have the beats. I think you can handle the beats of, yeah. of something that's tragic and, and, and comedic and satirical. I know you can do it. And he didn't let me down. Let I'm going to just tell you, you know, I, I was when, jealous. When people see this, it, hey, he was so good that Jay Farrell went, uh -huh. um, uh, hmm, are you here? I'm, I'm, absolutely, I'm here. Come on now. Lee, Lee Ross of, of Call of, who wrote uh, some of the uh, shows, the video games for Call of Duty for Infinity Ward, wow. he designed a video game for me. Mm. And the video game is for family. You know, it's, it's one of those for PlayStation 4. Right. And it's called Shaolin Shuffle.
and I'm this 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 sifu, this uh, master uh, of of martial arts, mm -hmm. and I teach my disciples to kill zombie rats <laughs> in Harlem. <laughs> I'm hearing this voice in Legend. the studio, Legend. and it's Jay Farrell. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I go, oh, something hit me. His voice, his manner, his performance. I said, I think I found my Richard Pryor. You know, and I ran out the door, stood in the parking lot, screaming to Benny, Benny, you got to meet Jay Farrell. I, I think I heard of Richard Pryor. I think we found him. I think I know he's going to be a great Richard. And they met, and they read the scenes, and they worked on things. And Jay, I said, Jay, you, you got to. He says, I got to do Richard yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. And so Jay Farrell's going to play Richard Pryor. Figures Alba's going to play my grandfather. Yeah. Let yeah. me tell you, all because of Benny. I'm going to just tell you that Jay Farrell, if you don't know who he is, former star of Saturday Night Live, can do anybody's voice, especially Denzel Washington. Oh, he can knock with Denzel Washington. Oh, my Washington goodness. He's so good. He has over 200 uh, characterizations. <laughs> uh, but when he didn't even do a characterization of Richard, he basically channeled all everything that I told him about Richard and what he read about in, in the screenplay. It just jumped off. And when he had certain body movements and, right. and, and facial expressions. It, 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 I, my God, I, it, I'm, I'm not kidding. He's going to be nominated. Well, young lady. So what's the going to take it. He's going he gonna to take it. He's going to walk. And if I can find, then it can help us find our Tamara Dobson, who played uh, with Cleopatra Jones. And find girl. Imagine. And, oh, you bring back memories. Um, stop, stop. You bring back memories, you, girl. And our Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think we, we found him. Oh, my and goodness. And we're going to find our Freddie Prince. And then the the most exciting character was the agent, John Gaines. He was a fairy gay mother. He was, he was the most powerful agent right. at APA in, in the industry. He had me, Tamara, Richard Roundtree, who was Shaft, and Isaac Hayes, Steve Martin, and John Candy. He had... All of us who were basically the hot, bankable actors Talent. at that time. Cool. I would love to have Ryan Reynolds play him. Cool. One minute. Hold up. We're going to come Benny, back. To, hey, Pam, we're going to come back one minute. Uh, we're going to do a break, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to do another 10-minute break. So I, I'm not letting you go. I'm going I'm to I'm have a relationship with Pam Griffin. I come back. We'll be right back with more Pam Griffin. you got to talk to Benny soon. <laughs> I'll be right back. More money-making conversations. I'm. Uh, she's on the phone. Uh, we just uh, wrapped up the first half of our interview. She's a movie legend, blazed the trail for all actresses. She made me jealous when I was young. When uh, she started dating Freddie Prince, you know, I was just so mad, like I had a shot, you know. She is the official ambassador and spokesperson for Brown Sugar, the new streaming service from Bounce TV, featuring the biggest collection of the baddest African American movies of all time. That is such a cute promo commercial of you laying on that couch looking all hot and bothered. Pam, Brown Sugar, tell us about that app. Oh, Brown Sugar is like Netflix, but blacker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, and it has the largest, largest inventory yes, catalog of uh, not only the movies that were coined black exploitation, yes, action, comedy, musicals, 
um, it is one of the, the most prolific uh, streaming services that you could have because you couldn't have it, you wouldn't have enough room in your house. Plus, uh, my mom could not see most of the movies that I did or anyone did because she was, you know, uh, taking care of children. Right. So right, now right. at 89, we have these movie festivals with her and all of her 90 and 95 and 100 year old <laughs> friends. They come over and see. All the movies that evoke such great memories. You can see Cicely Tyson, James Earl Jones, oh, wow. Billy D. Williams, oh. all my movies, oh. Fred oh, Williams, wow. everybody's movies. Chuck Turner. And, uh, documentaries as Isaac well uh, from Michael Jackson. Uh, there's just, it has just grown. And, and the one good thing that I brought to them when they brought their, their concept to me is I said, it's important after the red carpet is over and the premiere is over, the film, if you don't have a, a wealth of money to keep promoting image and the brand, you can't. And so they will be helping to promote mm -hmm. the brand of the black actor, the pop culture, right. black directors and producers, music, style, clothing, all of the pop culture so that we can leverage to more movies a viability, a bankability. That's why I'm on your show, so that there'll be more <laughs> Black Panthers, there'll be more movies of Afrocentric content. Well, you know, this is, I feel it's perfect time. I feel, it all started, I feel, with Hidden Figures. And hidden figures came Absolutely. on. Absolutely, even before that. Yes, mm -hmm. and because even it, before uh, hidden figures. You know, if you look at the films that Denzel has been in. Oh yes. You oh, know, yes. Uh, uh, you can go back uh, from. Well, you know, we, we know, we know what I'm saying, Miss Greer. I'm saying is that you know Denzel, the Samuel Jackson, but that hidden figures, the moonlighting, then the Black Panther. Mm -hmm. All these are just these are not bankable stars that were out there in, taking these movies and winning Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. For their for their work and all these things, it's uh, it just I feel that this is perfect timing because of the fact that it is so topical. It's so you know like like I said, the if your your life, the brand, those movies, they, I enjoy them. I really get a kick out of them. The music's amazing. If you want to hear good Isn't music, it amazing, and the inspiration of the films and the music and the overall pop culture has just inspired. My films are now playing in the Netherlands. I know they should. I'm sure. Oh, Denmark, do, and I just do, do you do you remember your movies? Do you remember? Do you remember that scene in Coffee? You know, I believe I believe it was Coffee because I saw it the other day. Well, you know when when he's trying to convince you to put down that gun and you about to lower that gun and then and then and then the the, the, the you realize he's cheating on you because that woman come out of the bedroom upstairs and you go. I said, don't lower the gun. Even though I've seen that movie so many times, I said, don't lower the gun. Don't lower the gun. Because he was a good slick talker. He was a good talker. Oh, and are you, you kidding me? And, he, and she and shot him. She too? shot him. She shot him. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, I love your career. I love, I love, I love you. I have, I have been, let me tell you, I've been blessed, and the journey's been fantastic. But what I also want to bring up, because of a money-making entity that our films have, have provided, yes, is our movies would stay in the theaters for so long. Usually they expect it. Right, And right, our movies right. would be in the theater one week. However, our movies, mine, Jim's, Fred's, even cameras, we'd be in the movies for at least eight weeks. Yes. Keeping out the other mainstream movies. And so when Jack Silverman of the Silverman uh, uh, Movie Theater Distribution, they had theaters all around the country, he, he would say, Pam, your movies just stay in longer, and people going to get mad at you because we're not letting <laughs> in other movies because you'll stay long and make us money. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so out of that, out of necessity comes genius. So they started developing the multiplex theater. There you go. 
So you can see a a black film, Mm -hmm. an an Asian film, a martial arts film, a Disney film, a child's film, a date movie. You can see different types of movies. And back then, they started to make like maybe five or six in the city and then the suburbs. And then they realized it was such a money-making venture. They started making movie theaters that she's now have actually like telling 12, the truth. 15. She's, she's telling, she's and telling I've the gone truth. from one theater to another uh-huh. to see two movies in one day many times. Because that, because that's and what I, I was growing up. The best invention because of our success. Because that's how I watch the movie. I go and see one movie. It was The Majestic in Houston, Texas. I go and see one movie and walk out. And then I, would, I saw Shaft that way. I saw Nutty Professor that way. I saw. Uh, I saw truck. I saw all those movies, and and you're right. Yeah. That it was it was a it was a period where you just walked in, saw one movie, and you walked out. It and was no multiplex. We helped invent the multi theaterplex, the black film, the Afrocentric pop cultural film. Helped invent almost a fourth hand. You got to do this. So you can make more money, and we are the one that provided that impetus. Fam, you got some extra things happening here. We talked about the Brown Sugar app. We talked about the biopic of your life. You got a movie coming out with Diane Keaton, who's one of my favorite actresses. I love her to death. Yeah, and and a, a series with Fox called. Oh, I'm gonna get to that. Man. I'm gonna get to that. I want to go to them one at a time. Let's talk about Diane Keaton, and then we're gonna go with Bless This Mess, Bless the Mess on Fox in February. Talk about Diane Keaton's movie. Let me tell you, we were separated at birth. I'm not kidding. <laughs> we're, we are so funny and crazy and wearing hats and just, you know, but we're very generous, very giving, and we both drink red wine with ice cubes in it. That drives people crazy. But she's so funny. She gives more than 150%, and that's what the actors did. We just give so much until we're exhausted. And it was such a great – she's always on my bucket list to work with. She and Meryl Streep, and I want, to, I want to direct Viola Davis. I mean, I've got mm. a list, but let me tell you, working with her, you, you, sometimes you just laugh so hard, you, you hey, I'm going to lose a kidney on this, and she done made me laugh all damn day. But she's so funny and so generous. It was great to work with her and Jackie Weaver and Real Pearlman as well. Cool. Now, bless the mess on Fox and February. Bless this mess. It takes place. It's me and uh, Lake Bell and Dax Shepard and Ed Bagley Jr. And Lake and Dax leave New York broke, bent, disillusioned, driving back to his aunt's farm in Nebraska. And they got to come and deal with me. And they think they're going to bring some slick city mess. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I bring <laughs> my country behind to this her. character, which a lot of people haven't seen. Unless they've come here. Benny's seen it. Right. Benny has seen deer fighting on the property, a mountain lions, horses show up, there's buffalo, turkey, there's all kinds of stuff. He thinks he says, yeah, she really live out here. Because it keeps my instincts sharp to right. live in a place that so, can be so dangerous. It scares some of my friends who are Denver Broncos. I have to walk them out to their car. <laughs> uh, but anyway... Um, and I tell people I, I digress. Try to hit I digress. Say, I, I got a single uncle. I got a. I've got a, my father once. Said, Would you mind? You know, maybe y'all 
don't want to date or something like that. And then I met one uncle mm -hmm. at a reception at mm -hmm. a book signing. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, you know, do you have a lot of guns? I said, well, yeah, Steven Seagal's giving me a gun. And above the lawn, <laughs> I got my gun out of Miami Vice. And, you know, everyone giving me a gun or something from the show. And my grandfather gave me his hunting rifles, the 30 odd sixes. But I said, but don't worry about my guns. Just worry about my chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Okay, here she is. So I'm on the phone with Pam Greer, the legendary Pam Greer. Uh, she has an app uh, promoted through Bounce. It's called Brown Sugar. Uh, she has a biopic with my boy Benny Richburg that's coming out. Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Idris Jay Farrell. Jay Farrell is in it. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has ranked her as the second greatest female action heroine, hero, hero, hero in film history. Who, who, who above you? Who are they saying above you? Are you, you're the greatest, as far as I'm concerned. You were doing a lot of special effects. You know, you were really well, fighting. You were really you know, fighting, the, Pam. The greatest, or maybe the first or second, is because I had to do all those stunts. I know. She was without fighting. A, she was without fighting. a sport bra. <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, Pam, I want to thank you for injuries, calling me. I didn't have a stunt woman. And also, because of me entering and creating this job, I needed a stunt person, which helped to create the Stunt Women's Association. Because let me tell you, when, yes, I was a martial artist. Yes, I was a gymnast. Yes, I rode horses and jumped horses and I was a scuba diver. And I had I had a, a, a athletic ability, but you really need this stunt because if you get hurt the first time, let me, the day's over and you will feel it 50 years later. That's how long my career is, 52 years. I know. I've Let been watching. I've been watching. You'll start feeling it. But you look great. When it gets cold and it rains, I go, oh, that was that stunt where I drove the car through the building. My knees are killing me. Pram, I want to thank you for calling Money Making Conversations. And tell Benny Richburg you spoke to I'm going to tell him, and you tell him that we both spoke on Money Making Conversations. I got to get him on the show. Okay? Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.